0: Welcome back for part two of our interview with Mathilde DeCagney.
1: Hello again. Thank you for joining us again. Hello. Um, we talked a little bit in the beginning about how you get your dogs and about I know rescue is your first avenue. How often do you pull from like private dogs and when you do that how do you come up with those? Where Do you have a pool of people or do you have...
2: No because we don't mostly because I never know what I'm going to need mm-hmm. and I try to use private dogs the least often as possible. (laughs) You feel strongly about that? Yeah, for many reasons. Number one Uh is those dogs are taken care of. So really, honestly, I'm in this business to make a difference for those guys. and, And that's where I thrive. To go to the pond or shelter or rescue, to grab them out and make them... That um, education and, and what we create together as a team and overcome all the problems. And it's just, it's such a journey. And that's what I'm interested in. Um, it's mm-hmm. a process. So you go get a private dog that somebody already is crazy about and well taken care of and this and that. Ultimately, you're going to have to return. It's fun and you're working with the animal. And for sure, you, there's nothing wrong, but it's not nearly as exciting as having to go through such a process of the training. And, and really, honestly, um, the, the thing, too, is it, it's like sharing a child with your divorced husband. It's just not fun to um, – everybody has their own vision. And mm-hmm. and as much as the, the private owners are nice and trust you, and I understand, you know, they have their own view, and, and you have your own. So there is no way you can actually – share a dog that's privately owned. You take the dog away from the owner and you make it your own, you have to have the bond that's gotta be strong because you know, when you go again and you have the dogs 15 feet away from you and uh, the helicopter is above and the fire is not within the house and the dog's gonna come and rescue the kid kind of thing, they'll do it for, for you and because of, of what you've developed. So the owner has to be completely uh, out of the equation. That's number right. one thing. And um, and to return a dog that, you know... <laughs> well.
1: Even for commercials, though? I, I guess I was I thinking more in terms of... I do do a
2: lot of commercials. Okay, that's uh, probably where I've heard of my this. My company, but I think for commercial, I know puppies, but puppies is very different, you know, because mm-hmm. you have them for a month or two, and then ultimately they go on to their life. So mm-hmm. that's... Uh, and commercials, usually we do use our own. Uh, again, and if it's a commercial, then it's not that complicated of tricks. You teach Mm -hmm. them to do one or two things. But when you go on to features, that's when, um, a TV series, that's when the real work goes or time goes into, i rather get my own dogs and then I'm able to foster them away, which Mm -hmm. is what I did with all the mollies. I can get them back if need be, um, people, um, Get to have them, and and uh, we take care of vet bills and food, and and then you know if we have a show, then they come back with us for whatever long. Right. Well, now, what happens when you prep for a movie? You
0: have a list of things that you need to prep, and then you get there, and they change it on you.
2: Ah yes. <laughs> that must be fun. Uh, well, when you prep, the way I like to work is to get to know the people that I'm working for, quite a bit because. I try to read a little bit of what could come up with. You get to know your script very well and you get to know your director very well. And once that happens, you try to anticipate what could be changed and you train accord- accordingly, which means don't train with a narrow mind of, this is what I need, just mm-hmm. think a little bit out of the picture. And, and therefore, you at least have Beginning, you, you can put something together. I sometimes I compare training with uh, when you get to that stage, when the dogs have enough tricks and and control and behaviors, um, then I call it cooking. You just throw a little bit of this and that and this and and ultimately you you'll mm-hmm. be able to get mm-hmm. something. And a lot of time people won't think of um, of what they really want, but then you're like, well, look, he's got a nudge. Why don't we have him nudge instead of uh, possibly, you know, go get this? And you got to have good the basics and Mm -hmm. and more. And from that, you can put things together fairly shortly. And maybe within, let's say, I I would say, well, give me three days. Give me, shoot that in two days, and I'll I'll get it for you. Wow. Because I know the animals will have enough to put it together. I will offer the perfect... um, uh, (laughs) <laughs> what is it in French? Maybe we can help you out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, the perfect other uh, thing that they would want. Uh, 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 Alternative. Oh. Alternative. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was thinking option. <laughs> Give us a hint. Give us a hint.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so she always we, fills in words for me too, so, so, so don't feel bad.
1: So, do you have a set of like baseline behaviors that you pretty much put on everybody? Yes. Or oh, you do.
2: For okay. Sure. Um, always. There's some stuff I never. Ever, I wouldn't even dare show up anywhere without it. Like what? Can you give us a l- list? Yeah. Well, you want to start. The obvious is the the basics, but that's that's pretty obvious. And that's a, the recall is my number one thing. Because mm-hmm. believe me, I've I've gone chasing dogs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Moose.
2: <laughs> <laughs> how fun for you. <laughs> uh, you want to have a dog that comes to you? That would be the good. Uh, but um, my first months is really about. My first week is about really getting to know my animals for at least good week. Uh, but then you go into you know, the, the recall, the stays, uh, the sit, distance. And what I teach, the first thing I teach after I get a good recall is to go away from me. Okay. Because uh, those animals are ultimately going to be working for actors. Yeah. And you don't want this constantly looking... In, be glued to your trainers you want them to respect and and know from your trainers but not the separations anxieties type of like what what now now what now what now right so what i call go on is just you just go on until i tell you to go away from me go to this person go to that box go on that couch go wherever you want but get out (laughs) right right and this this is a really good tool um, your retrieve is a must because from your retrieve you'll be able to do anything you can grab onto a pants and hold on you can go get something you can mm-hmm. uh, of course bring a retrieve is uh, and that that's probably what takes the longest and then the way I train is uh, to somebody else just anything uh, again away from me for somebody else than me but when I'm telling you to right and then um, what, do
1: you just sit around and, and brainstorm on new things to teach yes. them? Just neat, new, cool ideas that you yeah, come up with? And absolutely.
2: But that, they give it to me. You know, how they feed the you. The dogs, with, yes. Oh, yeah. Sure. So Molly gave me a lot of fun ideas. Uh, they will offer things with their own personality, so I can't really tell you what it is, but... Um, and that you take. Ooh. Just make the most of it. One <laughs> Whatever they give you, you take, and then it's one more thing That's in your toolbox, so right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. is the fun part. You should
1: yeah. see the big grin on her face. This is fun. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> you have a very enthusiastic grin on your face.
0: <sighs> can you tell us, has there been a favorite dog that you've worked with?
2: Favorite? i got to tell you one that has been amazingly reliable in every whether it was aggression or go sweet and kissing and loving and the dog has had wear so many hats and always to the perfection was Enzo from uh, the Son of Moose that played, of course he finished the last three years of three or four years of Fraser and he did my dog skip mm-hmm. and plus numerous amount of uh, parts here and there, commercials mm-hmm. and C spot run and and boy, there is nothing that dog wouldn't, wouldn't have done very well. Yeah. Very, very well. Unlike was his a father, who was always. not so willing. Oh, gee. The, the father was willing, but on his own terms. He liked <laughs> training. He liked, he liked the work, but um, extremely independent and strong-willed and complicated and <laughs> 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 complex. <laughs> and uh, just it was, it was not easy to get into his mind mm-hmm. not easy to get into his what is he thinking now and, and just selfish an extremely selfish dog that when the bell was going on for shoot night on Tuesday night on Fraser, that dog I could see him, he will turn in and I had no idea what he was going to come up with even though <laughs> we rehearsed all week and he was just very very you couldn't rely on him one bit that Enzo, amazing. I mean, just very reliable. There's nowhere ever I will show up and I was like, okay, bring it down. I don't care. He'll do it. Yeah. He will do it. He will hang on on a, a plastic neck bottle of, of a beer for a beer commercial. He will hang on on anything. He will show the teeth and look aggressive, and he mm-hmm. will go kiss his kid's face for hours. He'll roll on his back. He'll lift his leg. He'll scratch his flea. Uh, you will do go-aways, you will go tear up a couch he'll, every single, whatever it was such a pleasure I, uh, you know, never got worried, and one dog see, normally I have teams mm-hmm. so it's okay, because I'm like, yeah, this one do that, and this one do that and so I did everything in one dog and never really had a second dog after him Yeah. so it was Moose and Enzo and then Moose passed away and never really needed a second and, and felt okay about it, unless he would get injured, that dog would pull off, and he would work all day.
1: Energizer wow. Bunny, huh? He'd just go perfect. go go.
2: Perfect, perfect. So in that respect, um, just really, really adored him. But uh, other than that, I, oh, you know, they're all, they were all great. I loved that for a while. I had Saint Bernard Golden Retriever mixed. Mm-hmm. Still magnolia dog, fabulous, and sweet and loving and fun and different. And they're all pretty. Uh, they pretty special.
0: Yeah, the St. Bernard's are big and slobbery, though. A little more messy around the house. Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that.
1: You just have to cope with it. Have you ever been asked to do anything with a
2: dog that you were uncomfortable with? Or The humping is really not fun. I'm hoping that, uh, I mean, unless they offer it, but just figure it out and work with it and, and make them hold. And um, I, What's hard is when they ask you to do something that's... Uh, it's really unnatural. And for instance, I, I scratched my head, and and we did it. But I had to teach teach the dogs to rub their butt. You know how like, uh-huh. sometimes?
1: Scoot. Oh, you know, scoot
2: on their rear. Yeah. Scoot okay. on, their, on, on their butt. And they had to have it. And and you have to study the whole thing, exactly <laughs> how their feet start, you know, Sure. How it goes and what's going to do it. And so the fun part is the experiment part. hmm but it's not so much fun when you really get a drill in something into them, and you can tell they could care less. And sometimes they just don't want to. You can't make them do it. You can make them want to want do to it. Want to do it, sure. Yeah. And again, it's all a game. And it's all psychologic But I rather do stuff where it's like, okay, well, let's let's go for it. Mm. But the way I look at it is, uh, again, and that makes it all fine by me, because those guys have a life. They get Mm -hmm. a life, they get um, everything they need, and some for me.
1: (laughs) Well, do you ever get asked to do something you think the dog couldn't do, that you maybe have to change it around a little bit, and make it something that the dog, and I don't mean... Oh, yes.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, often you, not often, but sometimes, but nowadays you have so much... Help with uh, CGI, special effects, and you know, mm-hmm. you put a harness on, and you can remove that. And so nowadays it's pretty much always a way, okay, because of the help of technology mm-hmm. that we didn't have back then. But you know, yeah. some backflip stuff where I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then again, they will come up something for you, the dogs, mm-hmm. often. You take that, you add a little bit of what you think, and that's the fun part with training. every single script I get, I go, "Oh no, oh, no. <laughs> really, even after all this time, uh-huh <laughs> how am I'm gonna do this and how do you come up with that? How do you come up with the first step well the the very first step of trick training is you're just gonna you think and you you think rig usually go, okay, well, I'll rig something." <laughs> 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 so we'll have wire here <laughs> and if we dig a hole there or, um, you know, you have a harness down and then, you know, you realize that whether it's not in a budget or it's really not going to work and then you're like, okay, well if I teach him to put his head down and then possibly this and that, I'm just I'm trying to think of an example, but I, all of my script at first I just like... <laughs>
1: I want to go shoot myself.
0: Because whoever wrote it obviously doesn't know anything about dogs. Well, that's
1: actually what I'm thinking, is that a lot of times you get things that come up that somebody thinks is going to be funny, but they don't really understand the mechanics or the working mind of a dog. So there have got to be things that
2: they throw at you that you just think, oh, no. (laughs) Always. I can't even think of a script that I get where it's like, oh, I can do that. Except uh, you know, Molly was kind of one of those because you know it was a dog, a normal dog. That's why you say the natural behaviors. Stuff. But um, you always somehow come up with with a way. That's a fun part.
0: Now, most of the dogs that you've worked with, I know, have been male. Do you have a preference, male
2: or female, and if so, why? My preference between male and females is uh, males are bigger, and I like um, even if they're small. I kind of like usually the bigger size of an animal. And that's to begin with and then what I noticed is often and you can tell me what you think but that the male is much more independent and the female is more dependent on their trainers and I don't like my dogs to be dependent to me I want them to be again relating to actors and uh, anybody but me and I find that the females have a tendency to want to stick with you more. Some people and would call that loyalty, and I think I agree with you. I yeah. think that the,
1: from a pet perspective, just from a pet perspective. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And yeah. and uh, people that want to get dog, I usually say get a female. They get along with dogs more usually, you know, and uh, they're easier to handle. And they will be more looking out for you, I think. In general, you know. Um, the boy- but for me, I, I don't like when they're just all about me. I hate it. I want mm-hmm. the dog, wherever I come, to just go and be so friendly to every single person and not even worry of where I am. And I worry for him when need be, but I don't like dogs that are constantly looking and don't want to be away from their trainers. Again, it's very, very movie-related, so...
1: Mm-hmm. But it makes sense, and honestly, I can see it
2: just from a per- pet
1: perspective that there would be an advantage to that. I know in agility, but a lot of times when you try to get a dog to work away from you, sometimes the males are easier to yep. get them to move away and to kind of take that, I don't know, that impulse to 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 just yeah. go do what they're gonna
2: do. Well, you know it's a male thing. I mean, <laughs> they go with the first pretty face that winks and smiles. Yep, you got it. <laughs> I think it's within the gender. Whether human or
1: dogs. <laughs> well, being a dog, at girl table, we could go there, but we won't. Right. But, but what about ages? Is there an age where you wouldn't start
2: a dog because they're
1: too far along? Or is there an age preference? Well,
2: for um, Hotel for Dogs, I like to start around one if I have my choice because then I know the dog's personality. Within two weeks, I know exactly what I have in my hand and what I can do and, and how much time I want to put in. So one for me is ideal. But sometimes, again, going on Hotel for Dogs I wanted to, to rescue dogs and Friday, the Jack Russell mm-hmm. which was my team of dog, we found one that was 6 years old and I'm like, eh, you know for Jack Russell, it's probably better
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> You might be right
2: <laughs> So he was the dog that I started as old and it was not a problem I just, you have less time of lifespan and, sure. and the time you spend in training sure is uh, you can push it up. When you have a really good dog that's finished, it's usually by movie number two. And I mean movie features, not little scenes and stuff. As right. much as you can do training and you, you get to put them in a situation, that's yeah. when your dog is good. So if you have a dog that's six, and it's a two movies down the line, which I just finished, I just finished a movie with, with him. Um, Cosmo, that plays Friday on Hotel for Dogs, is also... Arthur in a movie called Beginners with Ewan McGregor, and he's got a big, big, big uh, role. And he was great. For right. on yeah. Movie number two, fabulous.
0: Because now he's getting used to the whole setup and yeah, the people now. around and the noises and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, and he's getting used to my style. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right,
0: because not only do you have to learn about him, he has to learn. They have to learn yeah. about you.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Now he's a pro. The point, yeah. it, really was a, it was really fun to work him on that movie number two. Yeah, second movie makes a huge yes. difference. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the first one you struggle <laughs> <laughs> and hope a little bit, right? And, and, and hope you go with positive thinking, and you know you got to trust yourself, and it'll work. And they can edit. <laughs> uh, yeah. <Sorry. laughs> And the second
0: one, it's just pretty much shine. And so you just finished up this movie, and do you have anything else coming up in the future?
2: I have a couple of projects, but I um, can't really talk about it. But I worked on Valentine's Day. That's coming out oh. in less than a month. Right. So I'm looking forward to see that. There is a couple of, uh, dogs and bird stuff. So nothing big, but it was a fun project to be on. Right. And uh, I just finished Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2. Right. And so I'm looking forward to that one. And how were like all those them. little chihuahuas to work with? Well, they're learning process. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if I have my choice, I like big dogs better. But again, they teach you. Those guys, you work them like cats. Don't work them like dogs. You show them one pattern, and they will we'll stick to it no matter what. It's uh-huh. pretty amazing. Okay. You can't work them like a dog. That's what I, I've learned. They're puppies of the chihuahuas. So, the biggest heaviest we had were three pounds dogs so they don't have tons of drive whether it's a toy or food or so you you're praying on that one i mean they gotta want to do it yeah so you gotta be very very careful of what you train and how you train it it's all about okay well you don't want to do this right now that's not a problem i'm gonna let you rest and when you're ready <laughs> well the will go for it it's it's at their own terms it really is which I, personally i don't like to force myself into anything or any animals uh, there's a happy medium you gotta find and that moose stop me that because i got to a point with him where trying to be nice and trying to feed him and nothing really really worked i couldn't get this dog to stay to stay there no, he had to move, he had to go, he had to... And I, you know, get on my knees and I get to tell him to get him a little hungrier and this and that. No, nothing more. So then you're like, okay, well, I'm the boss of you. And no, I wasn't the boss of you. <laughs> <laughs> and he let you know it. And that's how I learned. And I'm like, okay, what do we do? I'm like, well, then I got to get smart. And to teach him to stay, I had to time down. And that's how finally... My very first show, the pilot that I did mm-hmm. on that show, he had to be on a couch staring at Kelsey because, of, of course, as his role got bigger and bigger, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So much for being background. And I had, I, I couldn't, I, he didn't know how to stay. I, not like he didn't know; he didn't accept to stay anywhere, mm-hmm. stay still. So I tied him down. He was actually on a tie down, like a, like you would have to do with a cat, for instance. If yeah. So you and you can see on the couch there's the board and there's a nail <laughs> and eye and that dog is on a tie down. So you gotta get you know, creative that way and right and, well, you're not the bad guy because then there's resentment, but it is what it is. And so Moose taught me that I don't wanna be the dictator no. And, and a, it A doesn't work. <laughs> and B it's just not pleasant. So same for these little guys you gotta think a little different and certainly not dog because you don't have the yay you know you have a little bit little bit to a certain extent but when they shut down they shut down and there is nothing so before they shut down and you can see that mm, not really in the mood just putting their mind, go take them for a walk don't try to be the boss of them It, it just So is that shut down mental or is it mostly physical? Do mental, just mental, they're very stubborn and I'm talking to yours, but I have some Japanese chins and I just now after 25 years starting to get to work with very little little dogs, I've worked with cats and rats and mice and stuff but very little dogs like that and man it's so funny because I see their face and <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, not a problem. Do not, you know, go with it. Go with it. Don't yeah. fight them. Yeah. They, getting frustrated doesn't help anybody. Oh, they, they will, um, they don't forget. But I see that a big you... dog, a lab. Oh my God, they're so given. Or any other dog, they will give you. Even if there is a little something that's not clicking, within 15 minutes that guy will forget. Yeah. Those those small little dogs, no. So you better not go there. That's my advice. That's
1: <laughs> But what an opportunity for growth as a trainer, huh? Yes. Yeah, Really. Yeah, yeah. Just from a trainer perspective, it's exciting to hear because I can imagine how much that makes you stretch outside of your comfort zone yeah. to get where they need
2: you to be. Yeah, and that's where you realize, and it's great. Really, that's when patience comes in. It goes with my personality, who I am, so it's, it's fine. Um, when people say, you must have patience, those guys, I'm like, mm, yeah. <laughs> That's where our patience is. So, you're saying big dogs are a little
0: more dense than little dogs? Um, they're giving. The, yeah, they're, much they're more giving. They're giving, but because you said that the little dogs um, seem to remember things.
1: Yeah. They, they don't let it go, basically. No. I mean, that's ah, what I'm you. hearing. That's what I'm trying I'm to say. I'm hearing that they just, once they've decided, they've decided, and that's it. There's that's not it. a lot of flexibility there. That's
2: it. And you just got to let time go by and change their mind as much as you can. And let them be. And right. Um, don't dwell on anything with them. You know mm-hmm. how training is about repetition? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not with those guys. Yeah. I think the secret to train, to, to be a good trainer is to know when to start and to know when, when to, to finish s- yeah, so, yeah. and that's it yeah, and besides the psychology but you know sometimes just don't don't even train you're not in the right frame mm-hmm, your yeah. dog is not and i used to be very a little bit more by the book but no it's not by the book it's by the feeling and just follow your gut.
0: matilda is always training whether she's putting basics on a new dog or working on some upcoming things. So when she has downtime on one project, she will pull dogs out of her car and work them. Yeah, She's okay. always, always, always training. That's
2: true. And I have a couple of dogs always in my car and if I find 10 minutes, for sure I'll go and do something. But um, I'm always like, oh hey, you! Can you help <laughs> <know me?" laughs> But I was telling my friend, I said, I've always dreamed of having a small little car. And then I'm like, well, but then again, really, what good would it be because I always have three dogs minimum with me and then the little car will be very crowded and then I'm like well but then again <laughs> I have a big truck set up for all of them in crates and stuff and they're all a front with me mm-hmm. <laughs> it's ridiculous but um my boss uh, usually says that um, Mathilde, she will train a chair if she had to. She'll even know she's got nothing to train, she'll train the chair. Well, we know what to look for next from Matilda. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> I've got a nice chair all set up for you. <laughs> well, this has been really terrific. You know, it's made for really entertaining and interesting stories that you've told us and, and some information that people will enjoy hearing about. So yes. I thank you for being here with us today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so
0: much. And just You're so everybody welcome. knows, she drove through the rain
1: for quite a while to get here. She did. We're in the yes. middle of terrible storms. Yeah, and I'm moving in for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> not know that. Waiting, waiting for the water to go away. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening today. And thank you, Mathilde, for being with us. My pleasure. And this is Kim Reinhart with Ain't Misbehavin' Canine. And
0: Laura Berheny from Animal Attraction Unlimited. See ya.
2: You have been listening to Doggy Dish, a podcast series about dog training and other related issues. To suggest a topic for a future segment, please email us at dogdishtopics at yahoo.com. To learn more about our featured trainers, or if you're interested in training for your own dog and you live in the Los Angeles area, you may contact Laura or Kim directly. To speak with Laura, call 818. 818- Eight zero zero four eight one eight, or visit her website at www.petdogtrainer.com to speak with Kim. Call eight one eight eight nine zero one one three three, or visit her website at www.beagooddog.com. Thank you for listening.